This is Mishmash, a weekly conversation where we try to unjumble an important and sometimes under-the-radar statewide issue that affects you. I'm Shana Roth. This week, must-see TV in Michigan was the Thursday night debate between Governor Gretchen Whitmer and GOP gubernatorial candidate Tudor Dixon. I personally don't like debates. I don't find them particularly helpful, mainly because the candidates never really seem to answer the questions that they were asked. They tend to be much more busy calling their opponent a liar or trying to have one of those gotcha moments. And we don't really get a lot of actual policy plans out of the candidates. But there's always something to be gleaned when you grill candidates for any amount of time. And with me today to help unpack all of this is Beth LeBlanc with the Detroit News. Beth, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. So let's start big picture. Did we learn anything new about either candidate from this debate? You know, it's always hard to say that from a reporter's perspective, because I feel like we're very familiar with all this. But for a lot of viewers out there who who haven't seen much of Tudor Dixon because she hasn't had much in the way of ads, this may have been their first brush with her. Um, and, and they also saw Governor Whitmer challenged in a very real way on, on the debate stage last night. What has the response been to the debate generally? What reactions have you been getting from both sides? You know, everybody claims a victory for their own candidate. But I think from from both sides, we did hear that Tudor Dixon came prepared and she was poised during the debate. That's not a huge surprise because Dixon does have a background in um, broadcast journalism. She's used to being in front of a camera, even in a studio setting. So it wasn't it didn't appear to be that intimidating for her as it would be for other candidates. Um, but we are hearing, yeah, that she came prepared. So did Governor Whitmer. And Governor Whitmer is good in these types of situations. She, um, you know, she gets her points ar- across very clearly. Both candidates did that. Even when they weren't answering questions directly, they made sure to get their points across. Um, yeah, it was it was an interesting debate. It was, from my perspective, it was more interesting than 2018. I will say that. Beth, I wanted to ask you, were there any surprises that came out of this debate? No, you know, I th- I think all of the topics that we heard during that debate are familiar to people in Michigan. I don't know that there was much in the way of policy that was laid out in last night's debate. Um, there was a lot of rehashing of positions that have been really out there in the public in the past. There was rehashing of decisions that Governor Whitmer made over the past three and a half years. Um, and so there weren't any really big surprises, but it was kind of a historical moment too. And, and that was kind of interesting to watch. This was the first time that two female nominees from the major parties for governor took a de- debate stage together. Um, and it was, I, I think everybody was watching to see how that would, would go. And it, it was very interesting to watch both of them really put their best foot forward last night. Let's drill down into some of the topics that were hit on during the debate. They touched on abortion, COVID-19 response, school safety, the economy. Uh, They actually managed to get through quite a bit in about an hour. Uh, But I want to touch first on abortion. One thing I found interesting was that Tudor Dixon said she supports exceptions for the pregnant person. There is tape of her saying previously that she did not support any exceptions. I was on the episode of Off the Record when she said she does not believe in any exceptions. So is this a new about face or has there been an evolution on her stance here? Yeah, I think I think of of what I've seen of her statements in the past. um, She she definitely has said no exceptions for rape or incest. When she was asked about exceptions for the health of the mother, 
she said no. But I, I think now, I don't know if she meant at that point the life of the mother or not, but now I think she's drawing a line that says, I believe in exceptions for the life of the mother, but the health of the mother, I think, is a different matter in that sense, in, in her mind. At least that, that's the way I'm interpreting it. Maybe maybe she has clarified more. But yeah, I mean, the, the way she answered it, at the very least, is very different, right? She's In the past, she's kind of taken a hard stance on exemptions and her, her position on things. And this time, she, she did that. She said, you know, I believe in an exemption for the mother, and that's it. But then she also kind of pivoted and started talking about this, this new line of thought that she's kind of introduced in some of her comments on the campaign trail that a governor won't have much say because the courts are the ones who are deciding it right now. There's a permanent injunction in place stopping Michigan's abortion ban. And that also the voters will decide too because proposal three is on the ballot. So she's she's definitely pivoted to that. I think it, it uh, from a political perspective, it takes a little more pressure off of her individual positions and kind of puts it in the hands of other folks at the end of the day. Um, so I, I think that's kind of been the evolution there. And of course, I mean, the pressure has been on her because the majority of ads that have been out there about Dixon have been from opponents and they have been just drilling into her position on abortion. So this has been a big pressure point for her campaign. Um, and I think we are kind of seeing an evolving message. I'm not sure an evolving position, but an evolving way in which it's stated. What about Governor Whitmer? She has filed the lawsuit that has the permanent injunction that you mentioned. Uh, she has said that she, in the past that she will keep fighting for the right to an abortion. Has her position evolved? And what is her position? Because I know that the right has constantly been attacking her and claiming that she wants no exceptions and that she's very, very radical about all of it. But I don't think that's quite the case. Yeah, so they did get into that last night. And and Dixon kind of went on the attack in that sense and said, look, at this is someone who believes in abortion up to the point of birth. And she referenced a vote um, that Whitmer took in the legislature against the partial birth abortion ban. And Whitmer came back and, and she was asked several times directly, what is what is your position? What are, what limits do you do support? At the end of the day, that the answer that she gave, she kind of pointed to her lawsuit and said, look at that lawsuit, it sought to preserve the status quo in Michigan, which means the regulations that are currently in place. So Michigan has parental consent laws. It has partial birth abortion ban. It has different requirements for the doctors and, and the, the facilities administering abortions. That was her answer at the end of the day, was just pointing toward that, that lawsuit and not really talking about the vote that may have taken place, you know, a decade or so ago. Is that going to be enough for her to keep the Democratic support? Does that, I guess, does that actually go far enough for what a lot of Democrats and abortion advocates are pushing for? That's a good question. Um, I don't know that it would necessarily go far enough, but I also think it's it's enough and it's enough of a difference from her opponent that I don't think they would switch sides or what have you, you know, at the end of the day in, in terms of voting for one person over the other. So a big topic that I wanted to hear more about was school safety. This is something that deservedly has national attention. Uh, were we able to get any sense of either candidate's plans to make schools safer? And obviously this goes hand in hand with gun laws. So where did they sort of come out in this big stew of an issue? 
Yeah, Governor Whitmer um, a, a few different times said that she supported um, secure storage, red flag laws, background checks, all of that. Um, and Tudor Dixon, she she pointed to the fact that more funds over the past year or so should have been put toward hardening schools, right? Like increasing security there and um, making sure they had the proper tools needed to, to prevent a, a tragedy from occurring. And she noted that there was a 2018 report that actually suggested some of these things that, that should have been in place even earlier. Um, Governor Whitmer accused her of, of wanting a constitutional carry. And, and I can't really, you know, it was pretty fast moving. I can't really remember if Dixon addressed that directly, but afterwards on Twitter, she said fact check true that she would support a constitutional carry. So we have very differing ideas about, about gun control and um, and I, I think all both of the candidates would would prefer to secure schools better, but they both have very different, I guess, ideas about how to do that. It seems like one of the few topics where they both agree that something needs to be done, but exactly how to go about doing that is is they're miles apart on that. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, Governor Whitmer took that opportunity to really drill down into Dixon, and she had a pretty memorable line that night and said she would. Um, she would prioritize the Second Amendment over second graders. And that was a pretty memorable line from the night. Um, and Dixon, you know, continued with, with her argument that school should be hardened. And, and she also fired back that, that the state was too lenient on gun crime, you know, outside of the school setting, um, in cities and urban areas, that, that people who were being arrested for gun crimes were then being you know, let out on bail or whatever and, and committing the same crimes. And so she, you know, addressed that perhaps that should be changed or or maybe we should harden schools or, or have stricter penalties for, for gun crimes. So there was there was a lot of back and forth and yeah, very differing views about how to address this. Governor Gretchen Whitmer obviously is a household name in Michigan at this point. She's been governor for years and before that she was a state lawmaker. The the people know her. For Dixon, she acknowledged that a lot of people in Michigan likely hadn't seen her before. So how was Tudor Dixon's first impression? That is a very tough stage to be on. And, and you see really polished politicians get up on that stage and struggle um, in, in a lot of instances. And I think she she seemed very poised. She seemed very ready with her answers. She knew where she wanted to go. She knew what she wanted to hit on. Even if the questions weren't leading her there, she would make sure that they did. Um, and, and Governor Whitmer did the same. And a lot of the a lot of the pundits that we talked to said, you know, basically it was a little bit of a draw between the two. They both did well. They both had points where they were stronger and issues where they had stronger responses. You know, um, they each had their zingers throughout the night. Um, but a, a couple of pundits we talked to said, you know, that Dixon is at in a, at an inherent disadvantage as the the a newcomer with no political background challenging an incumbent. Um, she she had to make a better impression than Whitmer in order to to advance her cause. If she, whether she did, I mean, I think she definitely did well during the debate. Debate. Um, you know, whether whether that's enough to sway voters, I'm not sure. But, you know, I, at the same time, I mean, Dixon was at an, a disadvantage, but I feel like also the incumbent, there, there's a lot of history there that that 
a challenger can dig up. There's a lot of history, a lot of decisions, a lot of policy, and it, especially in Governor Whitmer's case, there's a lot of policy in really trying times where split-second decisions had to be made, and, and even and she acknowledged on stage last night that perhaps during the pandemic she could have made different choices, but there were, you know, they were in a crisis and, and decisions needed to be made. Um, so there was definitely advantages and disadvantages for both of them in that sense. Dixon kept attacking the governor on her record in office, which, as you mentioned, she's got a lot of choices that she's made over the years in office. And, and that makes sense for Dixon to go after her on that. And really was to be expected. One avenue, though, that I was surprised by was Dixon repeatedly saying that Whitmer has vetoed more bills than any governor in the last 70 years. Do people really care about how many bills a governor has vetoed in the long term? And was this a good tactic? And I guess did the message that she was trying to convey with this get across to average watchers? Yeah, so I think that point is kind of tapping into a frustration among voters of the partisanship, right, that, that's going on at every level of government right now and kind of the division that's that's happening. And if you if you notice during the debate, Governor Whitmer uh, mentioned a few different times how many bipartisan bills she had signed, right? So I, I think for for both of them, there was there was this for Whitmer, there was an effort to show that she was bipartisan. And for Dixon, there was an effort to to show that she was not bipartisan, that she vetoed a lot of bills. Um, and, and I assume that at the end of the day, that is to tap into this idea of people saying, okay, can we just have a functioning government, right? Where, where we can get laws passed where needed, where we can get them repealed where needed, and that we're not vetoing rashes of bills. And I mean, whether that's top of mind when people go to the to the polls, I don't know, but I think it 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 adds to that thought process a little bit when they're deciding who to pick for governor. Before we head out, there's two major top of the ticket races as well as governor. There's attorney general and secretary of state. Are we going to see debates in either of those races? Well, I think if Twitter was a debate stage, we've been watching a debate <laughs> for several weeks now. Um, yeah, you know, no. Uh, none of the candidates in those races will will participate in debates. Well, I mean, I will say some of them are individually willing to, but they can't come to agreements to get both of them on the same stage at once. Um, so we will not, not be seeing debates in either of those races. If you can stomach it, you can go on Twitter and look at some of the exchanges there because they will go after each other in that sense. Um, but no, we we won't really see see those happening this year. Why is that? Why is it that the, the governor candidates are willing to get on the stage together, but these four other candidates are saying, no, I'm not doing this with you? Well, I think I think in in those races, the some of the the reasons we've heard is like that the other candidate is too extreme. We're not going to give them a platform to to talk about their ideas if they're so extreme. There are also always the amount of negotiation that has to happen in order to pick a day, time, moderator. Um, there are so many moments where that negotiation can be derailed. And I'm not even sure they were trying to get in a, get it on the rails in the first place. Um, and, and in the governor's race, I mean, it is a, a higher office than most of those. It is. Um, 
it is one, at least in public perception, that people are more interested than either of those races. So I think people, uh, voters are, I mean, would as many voters tune into the Attorney General and Secretary of State debates as they would the governor? I kind of doubt it. Whitmer and Dixon will meet for their second and final debate at 7 p.m. on October 25th at Oakland University. Beth, I'm sure you will be there watching all that and reporting on it for the news. Thank you so much for joining me here today on Mishmash. Thanks for having me.